Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. On today's episode, we sat down with Ty Caton. He's a winemaker out of California, Moon Mountain District AVA in Sonoma County, and he is throwing down some phenomenal wines. We did a luncheon with him today. It went over gangbusters. People loved the pairings, the wine. He did a great job with his delivery. It was a really good time all around. Those wines are available right now on edsfinewines.com. Hit the search bar, type in Ty Caton, that's T-Y-C-A-T-O-N, and everything that we have available by the guy in the state of Florida is available to you there. I hope that you enjoy the episode just as much as we did. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Ty, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks. Very good. We're uh, happy to have you in. We've uh, talked about this for a little bit. All of your uh, wines, we just did a big tasting over uh, next door. Everyone seemed to really love it. Loved all your wines, loved the food. The pairing, I heard, was incredible. So uh, it's awesome to have you here. Thanks so much. How long are you uh, How long are you in town on this trip? So I flew into Florida Monday night, and uh, we're leaving on uh, Tuesday. Oh, and you are here in the most humid time, <laughs> unfortunately. It's kind of a, a beating in Florida right now. It I was pretty can't humid. Wait, wait it, to get it, back. It cooled off last night with some rain. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad right now, I guess. So one thing I want to dive right into, uh, so our listeners know, you are making uh, some phenomenal wine out of Sonoma, and you are out of the Moon Mountain District. Can you talk a little bit about that AVA? Uh, that's something that I think we don't have too much in the store, uh, and it's something that I think people aren't uh, too familiar with, and I love the region. I think it's a, a great place to grow grapes. Yeah, so Moon Mountain District was formed back in uh, 2013, 14-ish, um, as a way to distinguish the valley floor fruit from the mountain fruit. Uh, very different farming practices and terrain, and the wines are very, very different uh, in the you know Moon Mountain District's in elevation. So the Moon Mountain District is in the on the the Mayacamas Mountain Range, which separates Napa and Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Moon Mountain District tilts on the Sonoma side. If you went over to Napa, you'd be in the Mount Veeder. And uh... I think that something that uh, I at least pick up from your wines and, and that region, specifically, at least the way you're producing, it's very expressive of the terroir. There doesn't seem to be a lot of manipulation with your wines. It's, it's a beautiful expression of what you're getting in the glass. Right now I'm drinking your Merlot. Uh, I like it because a term that you hear a lot especially these days is it's a cab drinkers merlot and that's not what this is this is merlot yeah this is a beautiful expression of that and it's great uh expression of uh a sense of place i mean this is something that i like to drink i can drink from knights valley i can drink from a couple different places and and pick up especially diamond mountain really high elevation i can pick up that this is moon mountain i think uh, or i think that you can pick this region and why do you think that is Well, like, is it soil? Is it, you know, is it weather? What I mean, what's what's like? What separates you from Moon Mountain from like other AVAs? Well, I think that when you talk about the Merlot, um, being a cab drinker's Merlot, mm-hmm. I mean, it does taste like Merlot because 
you know, you don't want to drink a Mer- pick a Merlot because it's Cab Light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, in terms of being different from, you know, the rest, it's 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 in a big volcano. Uh huh. Um, lots of direct sunlight. The soil's about you know two to four feet deep in soil, so there's a lot of, um, you know, it's stressed soil. So the vines really have to work hard to get um, to the the nutrients and the the minerals and the water, and what that creates is a lot of, you know, smaller vines, and um, smaller berries. Mm-hmm. So you get better juice to skin ratio. So you get a lot of concentrated, deep color, deep hue um, fruit, and it just makes for a wonderful wine. Absolutely. Your your winery there was something your winery was prohibition or. There, is there a story about something about... Yeah, so um, the property was um, built in the 20s. And um, there was some there was a main home. There was a winery and a crush pad. It was built in the 20s during Prohibition. And worked. It was a working winery during the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And the marshals would come up and get their wines. <laughs> Pretty interesting. We've met some of the family members over the years. And just recently, the original developer of the 16 acres of grapes... And winemaker was Carl Bergfried, and his ashes were recently spread out like two weeks ago, over <laughs> on the vineyard. Really? Because that was his his dying wish that that, that he know, was, his family yeah. had discovered. So it was, <laughs> it was really cool history. That know. is pretty cool. That's a. Uh, you want to you want a little bit of this? I, I'd love you're, some. You're, I just looked over and you're sitting with an empty glass right now, and I'm being rude. I've got the bottle. Shame for shame. <laughs> and this is awesome. I'm such a. I'm such a big fan of a, a natural, I don't want to say natural, but a great expression of Merlot, and, and you've uh, definitely nailed it on this. Um, we tasted through a lot of the other wines, and, and I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Can you kind of give our listeners a little bit of history as to how you became Ty Kate in making wine? I mean, what's your background? So, pre-1997, my background was not in grapes. I had no desire uh-huh. to... It didn't. It didn't hit my radar to be in, be a farmer or a winemaker, and um, I'd say December, December of 1996. I was at my. We were in my parents' cabin in Lake Tahoe, and I had just finished um, building. You know, developing a 15-unit um, subdivision in Lake Tahoe, and realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. So, I I got I got a hold of my mom and dad. And I said, Hey, how about this? You you put up the property. And I'll move home, and we'll I'll develop the vineyards, find all the money, get all the work done, and we'll be partners. And they agreed. They so, were not in the wine business either. No, no. no wow. No, my mom <laughs> was a, a teacher, and and then my dad he worked for the federal government. He had a bar and restaurant. He had an insurance agency. He did some real estate building and development. And his bread and butter was rental properties. And so um, he, you know, a serial entrepreneur. Sure. And I figured that, you know, I didn't have the money that it was going to take to build houses like I thought I wanted to do, which is a good thing. But if I, I thought if I could build a house, I could build a vineyard. So then I I moved home and, and got into the development stage, which is, you know, what I I could knew how to do in terms of problem solving and asking questions and research and and uh, getting, the, getting the job done. And um, that took three long years. Probably could have done it in two if I had known what I was doing. And uh, then started farming, and then kind of caught the bug. Took a lot of classes at the the different colleges around the area, 
Davis and Sonoma State. Sure. And um, and started farming and uh, got really heavy into farming, and um, and from there didn't want to hand the ball off to other wineries, and started taking classes in winemaking. Found a mentor who was a neighbor. Sure. And um, and started making wine, and then uh, he helped me the first few years, and. Um, Started my first vintage was 2000. Made 500 cases of Cab. Wow. And then in 2001 added a Merlot. 2002 added a Syrah. And then 2003 added the Titanium, which is you know my flagship wine. Right. Yeah. And uh, now we're, you know, 21 years later, 21 harvests. It's worth. Wow, 21 years. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it and you know, quick. <laughs> the now wines are so good. I mean, you know, we just did a luncheon, and you know, you saw how the wines did. I mean, they did really well. Yeah. People love those wines, and uh, uh, the Ballfield Syrah. There, I wanted to know the story behind that because during the luncheon, you know, I was gabbing with Ralph over in the corner over there, and I couldn't hear that story. So, can you tell us about that Ballfield Syrah a little bit? Yeah. So, in the 1960s, you know, fast forward from the other story, the 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 property was owned by the San Francisco Boys Club. Boys and Girls Club. It was a summer camp for all the kids in the Bay Area, San Francisco. They'd all come up there in the summer, and it was a baseball field. And 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 then then it goes up in the hills where it was. You know, it wasn't, but um, in the in the flatlands before it goes up the hill, it was a baseball field. So so I named it the Ball Field Syrah when I when I, when we planted the Syrah and made mm-hmm. a wine out of it. So anytime that you know the the wine has a fanciful name. It's typically named after some historical significance of the vineyard. Does it? Does that vineyard have like that red clay that you get on a ball field? <laughs> I, well, not so much. It, it's a different type of uh, volcanic soil on the Syrah. But yeah, I know what you're saying. The, yeah, that that, that, that clay, Monte Rosso clay. That, yeah, that clay and iron mixed together, yeah. which is um, which is what creates that red, you know, Cabernet dirt that you're talking about from, um, like Monte Rosso. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the whole bug, like the thing that shocks me is you said, you know, you were going to be building and you were going to, you know, you had this idea and then you're going to start a winery. The whole idea of like viticulture, like the whole idea for you to go in and start growing grapes. I mean, you said you did some, you went to like the UC Davis and, you know, some other schools. And, but did you have any, like anybody come help you and like give you some ideas or? Well, that's all I did was, you know, incorporate all my, my, my family's friends and relationships over of a lifetime and re- seek out consultants and and study and and help make all the decisions and we had a at the time when we were doing the development we i had no intention of making wine at that time like i said it was my wine was a it was an evolution uh-huh. you know went from development to farming to winemaking mm-hmm. And we had a long-term contract with the winery that, you know, had a lot of input in terms of what they wanted us to plant. And then there was a lot of back and forth in terms of um, what varietals to plant and where. And, you know, we labored over the the decisions. And and then finally you got to make a decision based on everything you've discovered. And, and then it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And then you, how many, you had said, I thought I heard you say 20-something wines you guys make. Is that correct? Yes, we make between 20 and, say, 24 wines, and uh, 11 of those wines are Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow. wow. So we have seven different Cabernet blocks, and what I started in 2008 was kind of a, an idea that was taken from the nickel-and-nickel nickel model, mm-hmm. but yet more micro. So it was so we chose to do um, keep all of the blocks separate and 
bottle them separate, take the best two to four barrels of each of each block and bottle them separate. So we have a, a, a Cate and Cabernet collection, which is a seven different wines, and they're very small productions. We're talking two barrels, you know, up to four barrels, sometimes a little bit more, depends on the year. And what's what's really fun is we can line up all of the, the seven different cabs and they're they're from the same vineyard but they're so different because sometimes they're 20 yards apart from each other sometimes they're 400 feet in elevation feet apart you know right but they taste like they're from different parts of the north coast so it's it's a lot of fun and then the other two cabs are um you know different different come from different parts of the vineyard and different oaking levels and and stuff like that so there's there's 11 cabs yeah it's, it's pretty fun we're the we want to be known as the king of cab. Do you so, do you do you have a tasting room? Like, could people come see you guys if they wanted to? Yeah, so we have a tasting room in Kenwood that's open, you know, twenty four seven. What you want? You want to taste wine? We'll we'll pour for you. You'll pour, really, right. really. <laughs> yeah. What's the address? Just to let people know. So it's in the Kenwood Village Plaza in uh, Kenwood, California, on Highway Twelve, right in our little wine tasting strip. And then we have a winery out on the south end of town in Carneros, heading oh. towards Napa, oh, nice. which we can make appointments and and pour there also on a on a private basis. So when it comes to, uh, I mean, I guess this is definitely a question as to the tasting rooms, but even as whole production, I mean, how has this last couple of years, I guess with COVID, how is, and, and fires, fires and, I, mean, I mean, how has that kind of affected your production? Uh, you know, I guess getting things out. We're having a hard time with uh, trucking, with, uh, I know it's been uh, very difficult with labor out there. Uh, that's been a, a big hit that people are taking. Well, it's been a challenging uh, few years, that's for sure, with the fires in 17 and, mm-hmm. boy, fires 20. in 20. Yeah. And then earthquake in 14. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, that earthquake in 14. Uh, I fell out of bed. My kids didn't even wake up. It's really? Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. But um, what was the question? <laughs> wine luncheon. I don't even know if I remember. Um, Where's my wine? No, we we're just like how how things are uh, how things are going now. Like you know, with with the tough couple of years we've had, you know, like um, yeah, you know, and even like we haven't had you, you haven't had a whole lot of rain this year, have you? No, it's it's a drought year again. Um, but in terms of the past couple of years, COVID is um, this is my first wine trip in you know since you know early 2019 and we lost our you know our taste room was shut down so we lost you know our direct business absolutely um, you know people you know retailers and restaurants were also shut down so we lost wholesale Mm. so it's been real tough but we made a we made a strong push on the the internet in in a digital way and Mm -hmm. um, did real well in 2020 like Zoom tastings and things like that. Were you guys well, doing was, that? I was slow to. We were too. I was slow to Zoom, and and we we've done a couple and a lot of a couple of them were really fun. Yeah. We did a kettle chips, and wine tasting, oh, and that okay. was just a, that was just a blast. We had a fun time. Everyone got. We just had a fun time. Everyone else, that was part of it, did too. Um, but I was slow to that. But we're doing that again. And uh, but we made a real digital push. And um, actually, our 2020 was you know. We, we sold more wine than in 2019. Huh. Yeah, wow. I think we did the digital push too. You know, yeah. we, we did the same exact thing. We were very late to it, but we we realized that it was a, a very good thing for us on this side. Um, 
we we started doing some Zoom tastings. It allowed us to connect to uh, a lot of people across the entire nation. Yeah, like we had um, people from ev- like everywhere. Like usually you have customers doing a wine tasting here. Right. Uh, and, and and now we're doing it with people in Chicago. We're doing it with people in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, we we created our our e-commerce site. Uh, I mean, these are all things that obviously in a in a rough time we were able to kind of adapt a little bit and uh, move forward. Um, and this podcast, this podcast is a great thing that came out of it. It allows us um, something that that we've said from the beginning is we've we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of connections. A lot of people reach out to us to come on the podcast, and uh, we really get to pick the people that we like the most, uh, people that we want to support. Uh, you know, we we've had a lot of really big names that we've uh, had to turn down. We've said no. You know, it's kind of not what we want to do. What we want to do is have people that we like, people that we support. I get criticized a lot uh, on the podcast for saying I love your wines. <laughs> you know, this is phenomenal. This is you know great, but it's true. It's because I have the people on that I like, and I like these wines, and and it's a pleasure to have you here talking about them. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. When's your next trip to Florida? Well, we're talking about that now. Um, we we're talking about an August trip in October, maybe March. Wow! But uh, we'll have to see. I'll have to. Gangbusters. I'll have to get with Ralph Spring. and the powers that be. All right. Well, maybe we can do something again there too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? it, it seemed like everyone had a hell of a time over at the. Uh, they did. The, they, and it, like an in-store tasting us. I will do something like that. Yeah, the dinner absolutely. was great. The and then we'll maybe we might come out and bug you too. You, you're always welcome. Well, fly out. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're starting to travel ourselves a little bit. We're we're getting yeah. comfortable enough to get on planes. We're. Uh, we're headed out there here real soon. We yeah. haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but no. we've got some fun things coming. Yeah, up. and you have and you have a tasting tonight, so we don't want to hold you up too much. Thank you again. Oh, thank you. Thank so you, much. Ralph, for you know setting the whole thing up. We appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Absolutely. been fun. Ty Caton. Cheers. Thank buddy. you. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. And there you have it, Mr. Ty Caton. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. It is not about what's in the glass. It's about the people you are sharing the bottle with and the winemakers behind it who have made the magic. I love this industry. I love the people in it. And I am super thankful to be a part of it. I hope that you are enjoying the episodes as much as we are enjoying doing it. And until next time, cheers.